Whoa, you're listening to a podcast hosted on the Podcast Matrix. What is the podcastmatrix.com? Are you troubled by pop culture references you don't understand? Does trying to figure out a good jumping on point in a long-running comic series keep you up at night? Have you or your friends or family seen a comic book-based movie, TV show, or cartoon and not known what was going on? If the answer is yes, then this is the podcast for you. My Big Fat Pull List. Our assembly of knowledgeable hosts are eager to help answer all your comic book-based pop culture questions. We're ready to geek out with you. Long-running film, television, and comic book series all have the same problem. How do they keep their properties fresh? There's a laundry list of possible story ideas that could be used, but which ones will satisfy the fans? How creatively drastic do they need to get to win us over? It doesn't matter if it's a fresh coat of paint or a complete demolition and rebuild. What matters is if the story is compelling. In the world of comic books, the big two, Marvel and DC, have been competing for decades to outdo one another by telling the same stories, eh, just with a different spin. During this episode of My Big Fat Pull List, we're going to compare and contrast a few of DC and Marvel's major storylines, see how they hold up, and what company did it better as we look at reboots, reimaginings, and alternate realities. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, geeks and geekettes. I am Mr. X. Across the table from me, I've got... Smurfy. To the other side of me, I've got... Dr. Impact. And on the phone from the West Coast, we have... Pistol Danger. We're going to talk about some, actually, some pretty major things in comic books. These could have been added to one of our previous episodes, overly used comic book tropes, but this deserved its own special episode. I mean, this is some big stuff. Reboots, reimaginings, and alternate realities. Something that is par for the course in modern day comic books. Just to give the fans an example before we jump in. Maybe a, a, a reboot for Marvel fans would be something along the lines of uh, the Ultimate Universe. When that started in the early 2000s, it was basically, hey, so we love Marvel characters. Their movies are getting popular. What if the Marvel characters existed today? Like modern 21st century stuff. And that started with Ultimate Spider-Man. Yes, Ultimate Spider-Man. He's a teenage kid in high school with all the modern technology. We st- literally, we start yep. over from the beginning, but it's today, right. not way back when. Right. No continuity, hang-ups, no nothing. And we get to play with the characters, we get to play with the villains, and it all went well for a while until they decided, hey, we're going to just destroy the hell out of this yeah. place. And they ended the Marvel Ultimate Universe. Well, I would say it all went very well until the blob became a cannibal to me. That's well, really that where the Ultimate Universe started on its... But that was, you're telling world. me that you wouldn't want to take a bite out of the wasp? Oh. Okay, first I guess all, it depends on which wasp. Yeah. That's a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> Save all trick what? questions for the end of the well, podcast, Dr. Impact. Wasn't oh, it ulti- sorry. Was it Ultimatum? 
Where he took the bite out of her? Yes, that was I believe the so. story arc yeah. ultimatum. Yeah. And that's when he was all over. They kept saying this was the end anyway, hence ultimatum. So, yeah. Slapping a, maybe a fresh coat of paint. I've used that analogy before. Yeah. Recently, Boom Studios has started up a brand new Buffy the Vampire Slayer comic book. I have picked up the first so issue. It's not like season eight or nine or No, four. no. This okay. is brand, brand new. new. This <laughs> is if Buffy was happening now. today. So it would be a, a freshman reboot then, you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, it would definitely be a reboot of that classic franchise for today's audience. A soft reboot is a much better idea nowadays because of the technology we have than just a full-on reboot. Well, hey, going on with that, it would be interesting to see how Buffy would handle, like, I don't know, technology's come a long ways in the past decade, so it's very interesting, especially yeah. superheroes, like, we have to keep our identity a secret. How do you keep your identity a secret when now everything's on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, you're, everything's out there. That's, Facebook. That's a great, like, you that's can a great add point. a cool new twist with all the technology advances now. Because look at the old show. If you right. go back and watch those, uh, Buffy and Angel, the, the old shows, they existed before everybody had cell phones. Right. Buffy had a pager. Right. If you need me, beat me. I remember that. She never had a cell phone. Think if Xander next time he gets in trouble, like, hang on, I gotta call Buffy. Buffy, there's werewolves here. Yeah, all right, they're they're sending everyone in like five minutes. And this is why I'm excited. This is why I'm picking up the book. It it, it is added to Mr. X's big fat pull list. I will be checking it out and seeing how this new reboot is. Maybe a reimagining example would be something uh, akin to, let's compare The Dark Knight Returns. Because we're reimagining a Batman character, older, grizzled, bitter, and something that Marvel did year, hell, decades later, Old Man Logan, and all the yeah. subsequent old men that apparently are right. And now that's coming a very, out of the woodwork. very popular hey, old man, old lady. Don't, di- don't discriminate. They are they're all going to age together. Okay. <laughs> hey, I'm right there. You know, I'm right there. <laughs> they're aging with us. All right. I mean, I think that's a fair comparison of then versus now, but I think a better comparison would have been uh, versus Spider-Man Reign. As a story, but I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that's read that. I read it. I know, I know it. That's a great book. You let me borrow it. I did let you borrow it. I still have it. You've lost it. No, it's in my basement. Oh, great. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's getting a lot of use there. Thanks a lot. Uh, I already read it. I went to give it back to you. You did not take it. Your fault. <laughs> All right, girls, you're both pretty. <laughs> Yay. Let's jump right that's in fine. to comparing and contrasting. The, the, this is the Marvel versus DC episode Ooh. of reboots, reimaginings, and alternate realities. Reboot. Heroes Reborn from 1996 and The New 52 from 2011. I wanted to start the episode off with these two storyline reboots, story arc reboots, simply because there is so much venom behind both where comic book fans are concerned. Uh, I remember Heroes Reborn happening in the mid-1990s, and it was a dark time for Marvel comic books because that was literally right before the big file for bankruptcy stuff. And wasn't, we, there, wasn't it like your Hail Mary? It yeah, was I, actually, of, yeah, actually, this was supposed I, like to be it, the it, thing that they were hoping to bring make us back. not have to file for mm-hmm. bankruptcy, yeah. and it still <laughs> failed. Right. Failed badly. Good job, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and... and the thing is, though, is that it was literally just this handful of characters. It came out of the Onslaught Saga storyline, which we've talked about here on the podcast anytime we mention the X-Men. And it took the core Avengers characters, 
your Fantastic Four character, your main Fantastic Four characters, and Iron Man. Well, he's your, uh, your no, Avengers. No, I mean, like, I'm also, sorry, I was talking about the books that came well, out. Well, the books was Captain America, Iron Man, right. Avengers, and Fantastic Four. But oh, you I also know, had I know Captain. Okay, Thor was in the Avengers. Right. Yeah. Right. Doctor Doom was in the the Fantastic Four book. The Hulk, both Banner and Hulk, were in the Iron Man book. Hmm. Yeah, and the Avengers and book. the Avengers book. And it was their way of let's let's do a fresh start for the core right. characters because, funny enough. They weren't doing very well sales wise, mm-hmm. except for Captain America. Captain America was the only main non mutant, non Spider Man book in the 90s that was actually doing well. It's got to be, you know, that's got to be credit to Mark Wade. Yeah. He was that writer right before the relaunch. Right before you know, the relaunch. Which is, which is ironic. Every time Mark Wade takes over that book, and he's taken over Captain America a handful of times, and every time he takes over that book, he gets about. 10, maybe 15 issues, and everybody loves it, and it sells well, and then they decide to switch things up, and they take it away from him, and the book starts to struggle right. again every single time. Have they learned? I, it, it's it, weird where let editorial him, Just let him concerned. stay yeah, on just it. Just let him do it. Mark Wade knows what he's doing. Let him stay on it. But that yeah. was the first time they took it away from him. Yeah. Now, that only lasted about a year because there's only 13 issues for all of those books, and then they were brought back to Marvel proper or you know the 616 universe we wash our hands and we don't really talk about it in comic books it's never even really brought up that much if ever however however i will say that for all the all the flack that the heroes reborn run gets i think probably one of the greatest things that ever happened to marvel in a roundabout, indirect sort of way. Oh, oh well, please explain. Well, my, my theory here, my, my belief on it is that, uh, as you said, everything was pretty rough sales-wise for most of the titles. And even though Captain America was doing well, it wasn't doing X-Men numbers. Right. The versions of the Avengers and, and all of those characters at that time in comics were pretty eh, pitiful. The designs weren't great for their costume updates. The storylines weren't that great. And then along comes this Heroes Reborn. But when they came back from Heroes Reborn, it's almost like that heralded the new golden age. For those heroes, yeah. For yeah, all for of those it. characters. For yeah. all of it. I mean, the whole Heroes Return thing, when all of these titles came back and they all lasted for... You know, anywhere from from fifty to eighty issues, mm. giving us a a new status quo of Marvel, so that when Bendis came along, which was only about seventy or eighty issues after Heroes Reborn, yeah. when Bendis came along and gave us Avengers Disassembled, and then that led into House of M and Secret Invasion and Siege and everything you know that we. What we've Civil had for probably War. about the last decade worth of Marvel. More, I would yeah. say. Almost 20 years, yeah. And it's, and it's, you know, all of that stuff worked because of the new status quo uh, that was set, which we would not have had had we not had Heroes Reborn. So. True. Okay. No, no. I, I can, so even I though can it's see... even though it was kind of, you know, a bad move on their part, it's indirectly one of the greatest things so that they could have done. It's like the snowflake that starts a snowball that caused the avalanche. You know what I'm saying? Like It was that one little thing that helped build up to where we are now. Maybe. Would you say? Or maybe like, maybe it's just the snowstorm that hit and gave us the snow to okay. begin with. I, 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 don't, I, know. I don't know. But, but, okay. but whatever it was, we would not have had we wouldn't be where we are now without all that. of the great stuff since 
since Busiek and Perez's Avengers run, mm. we wouldn't we wouldn't have all that had it not been for this really crappy year's worth of stories. So good things can happen from bad bad decisions where marketing is concerned. Funny enough, I, I compare the Heroes Reborn because it was a it was a reboot of half of Marvel's properties that only lasted a year. Now let's compare it to DC's The New 52, which was a full line-wide continuity restart. Let me interject here and show my DC ignorance, but it's not a complete reboot because doesn't Green Lantern keep everything Green Lantern? Time out. Well, therein lies the problem with The New 52. Yeah, I think he's one of the only characters that actually they kind of like kept a lot of his stuff and didn't make as drastic of changes, but they still changed it. There should have been a manual that came out saying, yeah. okay, so this is the stuff that still happened, mm-hmm. but not all of this could have happened in a five-year period. Because they never really fully, they're like, stuff happened, and all that stuff did happen. Uh, the timeline of when it happens is a little foggy. Some stuff yeah. happened faster, which didn't make any sense. Exactly, and that's why the beginnings of the New 52 were so convoluted yep. and confusing, and that's where they lost a lot of their fan base. A lot of fan base. Yep. Same thing happened with Heroes Reborn. It's like, these are not my heroes. But unlike Marvel, DC stuck with their guns. Yeah, they were like, "Oh man, we made we made. I think we made a mistake." Mm-hmm. Well, I think with DC, they're like, "We put this brick at the bottom of our foundation. If we remove it, everything collapses." Right. So, so we, we have need to, to keep it there. We have to build around it. Move, move forward, and try right. to fix things as we go. And it took them a long time. And just just imagine with that that restart for that company, you eventually within that first year. 52 ongoing titles. That's mind-blowing for me as a comic book collector. I collect a lot of comics. I don't collect 52 ongoing books. No. Would you say it was maybe too many and too ambitious of them to try that? Well, they did spread it out. I mean, you know, it's not not like week one, all 52 titles, (laughs) and that's it. Well, they they didn't spread it that much out. They only spread it out over about three weeks. Fair enough. Because I remember one of the biggest issues that I had with the whole relaunch, as as interested as I was initially in in the whole thing, the issue that I had was the fact that they dropped all number ones in one month. Oh, you're right. They do. Yeah, so, yeah. They do you know, that. of Those course the weeks, sales but... were huge, but then two, three months down the line, the sales had such a massive drop-off. Yep. Whereas if they would have given us five or six the first month, and then five or six the next month, and so on and so forth. They might have kept the sales up, and who knows? It may have, may have run a little bit longer. Well, were they still drawing the line at two ninety nine for their books at that point in time? I don't believe so. So, um, so probably every number more. one was like three ninety nine. I would assume if I, I, I don't. So three ninety nine times fifty two. If I, you I, wanted every single, yeah, at least number one issue. A few were two ninety nine. I, I do remember because I picked up a couple, but. Uh, <coughs> He'll, Mr. Doctor will know, Mr. working at the shop, <laughs> that like Doctor. you had a lot of customers that would come in and go, I want at least one or two copies of every number one you get. So if DC's like, What do you taking, do for a living and are well, you hiring? We had, we, there were customers that would do that, and they would come in and buy that. And like he said, that, that's why sales were so high that first month. They were like, this is so successful. But then those guys are like, I, don't, I, I read them, I don't like it, drop like half the list. So also by month three, you're like, sales for DC plummeted. Yeah. 
And I was like, that's also part of the problem is you start doing the reboots and relaunches, starting off with number ones. You take so I was away like, all your I, I, I want number one. I don't want to have anything to well, do with you. Everyone wants the number one. They think it's gonna be worth millions down the road. Uh, oh, I can get that number one. Some of my kids I are just college. really wish they'd no. stop that. That's that's yeah. the one. That's the Agreed. biggest misconception yep. of modern comics today. Yep. Number Some ones are not college. going to be worth nope. anything. If you got a number one from a comic book that was fifty years ago, yes, you've got some money there. But literally anything that came out from late seventies, unless yep. you had a very very small print or run, first appearance, first appearances, yeah, yes. Except, but if you yeah. had a very small print run, Ninja Turtles the, yeah. is a yeah, very right. very good example of that. If you had a I small think print Teen run, Titans, I think number one, I think right. from yeah. the early eighties, the Wolfman. Press. But that's but, about but again, as right. far as you're going to get. Yeah, there's, people there's not a lot. And be like, yeah. hey, I have a Spawn number one. What's it worth? I'm like fifteen bucks, maybe twenty. Yeah. If it's yeah. a really good condition, and they're like. But it's number one. I'm like, yeah. No, man. And I paid 50 bucks million, for it. There's well, a million out there. Then. Yeah, there's a million out there, dude. Like, we have, we had 10 at the shop at one time. I was like, yeah. it's not worth anything. Sorry, buddy. Well, going back to New 52, the thing is, though, is that eventually they got on the right track. They listened to their fans. And they fixed, sort of. They're trying to. Their continuity issues. Right. From what I've, from what I've heard. So the real question is... Who do you think rebooted their universe better? Uh, but me personally, I, they both get giant X marks from me because... Because you're Mr. X? Because I'm Mr. X and you don't <laughs> mess with continuity. I give them two big smelly toes down. Both of them? <laughs> yeah, both. Each, each one? I think, I think they both swing and miss. Both swing and miss. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I believe Marvel like saw their mistake and was like, okay, quick, crumble away, new idea faster. And DC is like, we can't crumble it away. So I'll, give them their, I'll give them so, credit. Like, they stuck with their guns. A little different, right? Marvel was like, they we, did we, we can quickly toss it and start over. And they did. Here's, DC's like, no, we'll try to build. So, but still, here's both the bad. here's the the big the big difference there though. Not only did DC stick with their guns they with the new Fifty Two, they had to. Well, I guess they had to to save face, but they didn't have to. They could have relaunched you again. Relaunched. It would have. I mean, how many times has DC yeah. relaunched anyway? What would have no, been I mean, another sure. time? Who cares? It's, it's just so many, so many, um, titles, so many titles just to be like scrap but it who instead cares? of like four you know, or they, five. They would have done that. I mean, yeah. you know, that's not a big deal. The the thing that they did with their fixing of the new Fifty Two by doing rebirth is they made it part of the story, and they made their fixes. Something that would be an event over a number of years of time and is still going, which makes it more interesting and makes it more connective. Whereas the Heroes Return, they brought them back right after having a major storyline that ran throughout all four titles. Right. You mean Heroes Reborn? You said Return. No, Heroes, no, no, Return. Heroes Return. Heroes Return, which was the right fix Heroes of Heroes Reborn. Reborn. Gotcha. That Sorry. came okay. out of a out of a story that ran through all four titles in issue 13 of each title, where the Heroes Reborn characters ended up discovering an alternate universe populated by Wildstorm. Mm. Because this was prior to DC buying Wildstorm. And I I think Wildstorm may have even still been with Image, or maybe Jim Lee was shopping it around. I'm not sure what the case may have been at the time, but issue 13 of all four books, they crossed over with all the Wildstorm characters. And at the end of that, that led into them discovering that they themselves were an alternate universe, which led into the hero's return for issue miniseries. So the fix from New 52 to Rebirth is way better than the fix from Heroes Reborn to Heroes Return. However, the first five or six issues of Heroes Reborn, of all four titles, are pretty amazing. They really took their time 
after that, they just did, seemed to not care. And everything just kind of fell apart. Yeah. They stopped putting any time into the art. Whereas the first, I'd say, maybe 25 or 30 issues of New 52 all sucked <laughs> for the most part. I guess there were a couple uh, of books. Court of Aquaman, Court of Owls, Aquaman, yeah. those were good. That, that was, was about yeah, it. Yeah, that was about it. Until about Convergence. Um, it all kind of sucked. So, so I don't know how you pick between the two. One had a great start, and the other one had a great end. Or at least a more creative end. Um, so one was like an ex-girlfriend, and one was like a kid he didn't plan on having, but he he's here, or she's here. What? So that at the end, Terrible. it worked out great, but the yeah, girlfriend did not work out great. See? Like, Pistol, save us. <laughs> no? So, to me, Heroes Reborn is kind of the first of its, of its ilk, yeah? Where it's, uh, they took away a lot of major characters, and this isn't a what-if or an Elseworlds like we've previously discussed. Yeah. They took away main continuity characters yeah. and then brought them back. To me, it is better simply because DC had saw this. They saw this happen, what, 15 years prior, took almost nothing from it, and then were like, screw it, let's do it ourselves. I'm like, well, here's history of how like this could go awry, and they're like, no. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I give you that. Yeah. yeah, I can see that thought process, giving it to Heroes Reborn, because it, not, not even just based on Heroes Reborn having come first, but that wasn't DC's first time at a reboot. True. It'll you know, they, they <laughs> it won't be their last. You know, they didn't learn from all the other times, and they didn't learn from Heroes Reborn. So, yeah, I, I can see your, your point there, that Heroes Reborn gets the edge because of that alone. And well, as far as it ending well, that's all good and well. But what, that was like six years people had to endure this slog just because they were sticking to their guns? Like, I can imagine sticking to your guns as a good thing sometimes, but not all the time. Like, I'm going to stick to my guns and... I'm not going to shoot this guy. Well, he's shooting at you, so shouldn't you shoot back? Well, no, my guns say I'm sticking to him in my pants. Like that. You know what? what? I, no. But if I agree with you. If something doesn't work, you change it. I agree and with if you. If they're but... not working, start going. Oh, no, I was going to say, uh, I think DC learned it in their pocketbook. Like, I, th- I think this one's going to stick, and they're going to learn and remember that for a while. Because, I mean, I, I know their sales had to suffer, stick? man. Jesus, that's an expensive lesson. Yeah, I mean uh, they've got the money to throw it. I guess. I get. Like, yeah, I'm just saying. I, I think you know that maybe. I, yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't just be like scrap it. Well, but. the interesting thing to take away from this is that both of these storylines, reboots, crossovers, major events, they have two things in common. One, Jim Lee was in, involved in both. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And. The inclusion of the Wildstorm characters yeah, yep. were also in both. God, you're right. Yep. So, oh. so, so, Hell yeah. yeah, Grifter. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Props, props to Grifter and all uh. the Grifter fans out there. Well, those are our thoughts, but we really want to know what you think. Who did it better? Was it Heroes Reborn from Marvel or was it the New 52 from DC? Let us know by going over to our website over at mybigfatpolistpodcast.com. Fill out the contact form. Let us know. Tell us who you think did it better. Reimagining Marvel 2099 from 1992 and Batman Beyond from 1999. Marvel, you couldn't have waited seven years. Ugh. <laughs> have 2099 and 1999. Mm, sounds better. I think they did do uh, a special they did, four no, issue they, that they year, did, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they, they did some miniseries did, yeah. back then, yeah. Yeah. The problem is is that 
everything from 2099 since the ending of the original run of 2099. Been poopy. Yes. Kind of. Big old smelly poopy. For the the most part, very poopy. (laughs) Even when they actually brought the real (sighs) Spider-Man 2099, Miguel O'Hare, from that future timeline to the present, and Peter David, who helped create the character, was writing it. Even then, it was still eh. You know I was going to say, I wouldn't say that that run was poopy. Um, uh, that's why I said it was eh. Yeah, as good as opposed to poopy. And honestly, I really don't I, I really don't have a point here. I just wanted to be able to say poopy <laughs> you know over and over again. I love our, our scale goes from eh to poopy. <laughs> eh to poopy. <laughs> Let me ask you guys this question. Sorry. Okay, not to go ahead. No, no, sure. 2099, Marvel 20, 2099 stuff comes out. I still get excited. I'm super excited. Like, oh, 29 stuff's coming out. Great. And you read it and you get eh. But I still get excited every time it comes out. Like, like, do you, I, I, that's, a, I, that's a statement. I'm waiting sorry. for the question. The question, question is, do you guys feel the same way? I'm with, <laughs> do I'm like, sorry, do you guys feel like whenever, whenever when the announcement When 2099 stuff is or announced or comes out. Are you out, scared now? I have, Here's a question. I have internal hope okay. that it's going to be connected to the original stuff that I love. But I know for a fact that poopy. I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah. So I'm usually just meh. Okay. Not I'm, poopy, but, but eh, meh. Eh. Yeah, I'm usually uh, cautiously <laughs> excited. Okay. Cautiously excited. What about you, Pistol? How, uh, what's your uh, what's your take on twenty ninety nine? I'm always cautiously optimistic that I'll get a solo Skullfire book uh, because he was the best character of not X-Men Mean Streak. So not a not a Mean Streak uh, uh, ongoing or a Metalhead one. No, no, Metalhead was terrible, awful stuff. Okay, shut yes. up. Those those are fighting yes. words. He was one of the better characters from the X Men twenty ninety nine. Thank you very much. He was his redemption storyline. You're gonna you're gonna cause a civil war here in the uh, poll list. Well, there was twenty ninety nine civil war. Mm-hmm. That's true. There was in the, yeah. in the in most the, latest yeah. Spider Man twenty ninety nine book. Yeah. But we digress. Batman Beyond also futuristic stuff got its start with a cartoon. Yep, hugely popular. Well, I mean. One of DC's most popular characters started as a cartoon, so that's not always a terrible thing. Right. Uh, we didn't say it was bad. Yeah. I, why are you putting words in my you? mouth? Oh. Right, jerk. Sorry. I, for some reason, I, I thought you had a... It's hard not being there. I felt there was a negative <laughs> bit on there. Uh, so where Marvel 2099 was concerned, that started off as just four books, four ongoing titles. Spider-Man 2099, Punisher 2099, Doom 2099... And Ravage 2099. That's why I always forget Ravage. Well, a lot of people forget Ravage. Ravage was actually created (laughs) and written by Stan Lee, the late Stan Lee. He wrote, I want to say, the first eight issues of that book. Hmm. You know, I I think I'm probably one of the only people, if not the only person, I loved Ravage. Ravage? Before he turned into the weird... uh, I hated it when he went and got all monstrous around issue 10 or 11. I didn't like it when I was a kid. As I've gotten older, I've I've grown to appreciate well, we like that monsters, a lot though. more. But yeah, yeah, Mister Doctor, there's the door. See you later. <laughs> Get out. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I swear I, we're gonna we're gonna have a split <laughs> right here on this episode. Yep. yep. Well, in all fair, I never read the Ravager part, so I don't. I didn't even know it existed. Sorry, I know. It's okay. I'm out. Yeah. Twenty ninety nine was a world that was built on itself. You agree? You had those first right. four books. Then they uh, introduced twenty ninety nine unlimited. Where it was basically an anthology book, it would have a Spider-Man story in it, but they introduced Hulk 2099. And eventually, after six issues of the Ultimate book, Hulk got his own ongoing. And so did The X-Men 2099, and Ghost Rider 2099, 
And then the X-Men had a spinoff. It's basically Generation X 2099, except they called it X-Nation. Okay. Which uh, is a better title right. than Generation X 2099. Mm-hmm. And then the last the last book they had, the last ongoing they had, was Fantastic Four 2099. <laughs> Never read that either. And, and sadly, by the time that bo- those books came around, the, the line was... Dying, dwindling. It was dying because again, this is the, this is a time in Marvel where things are just really, really shaky. Okay. They're on shaky ground, so all of the books were squeezed into Ugh. one forty-page ongoing called Twenty Ninety Nine World of Tomorrow, and that only lasted for eight issues until yeah. poof, gone. gone. We're done with Twenty Ninety Nine, and then there was that one shot called Twenty Ninety Nine Manifest Destiny, where yeah. they try to wrap everything up. Yeah. But it, it's it's horrible. Right. Yeah. They rush it, and it's it's just not as good. So you have an entire world built there on all of these issues, on all of these ongoings, and then you know you've got you've got these special events, you've got the one shots. It was its own imprint. It was. It literally was its own imprint. Now over on DC with the creation of Batman Beyond, the cartoon was popular. So what do you do? Well, let's get a comic book out there. Let's yeah, let's I mean, get a mini series right. based off. off of the first few episodes of the comic, and it's popular. Yep, of course I mean, it's popular. Different story than the cartoons. You're like, ooh, more. I well, want then more they now. give they give them an ongoing. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, so this is going to be stories based in the world yep. of this comic of this cartoon show. Mm-hmm. Then that only lasted for about twenty. I want to say twenty two, twenty four issues. Yeah, I think it's twenty four. It's like almost a solid. Two and years. then we're gone for a whole decade. Mm-hmm. Then it comes back until twenty ten. When we get Hush Beyond, there was a resurgence for Batman Beyond. It got its own ongoing, which then yep. eventually turned into Batman Beyond Unlimited. Yep. It's one book, but it encompassed the entire future DC universe. You had the Justice League yeah. of the future. You had Superman with the nice gray streaks yep. in his hair and your the new Green Lantern and the new Aqua. I, what, she was an Aqua Girl. Yeah, it was Aqua Girl. And then they had, uh, like, uh, what was his name? Uh, it wasn't Hawk. It was like Warhawk. Warhawk, yeah. Warhawk. Yeah, but, but again, you had one book mm-hmm. that then encompassed all of the DC future. And, and expanded it. And, and they world yes. built on that, which is Within awesome. just one yep. book. So both 2099 and the Batman Beyond books built their universe it's just one was very compact to just one book where one had like doc mr doctor impact Mm -hmm. said its own imprint so who did it better pistol we want to hear your opinion and voice batman beyond i feel did it better because i feel because it was one book contained they were able to kind of world build in a better way than 2099 was especially with all the ends issues 2099 had you didn't have all these random storylines or people randomly running into each other because i'll be honest when the hulk 2099 first showed up i thought he was a lizard 2099 like so also the artwork in some of the 2099 books wasn't the greatest but i felt batman beyond that i felt they could have executed some ideas better like they had good characters that they could have focused more on um as i've i think we've talked about privately as um what was she, number uh, 10, I felt was a very good candidate for, like, a, a Catwoman-type scenario. Uh, from the, oh, uh, the, the Royal, Royal Flush, Flush Gang. Gang. Yeah. yeah. The Royal Flush Gang, yeah. You know what, the, I, like, I, uh, agree, I agree with you, but I also think that Batman Beyond kind of had, like, a little bit of a help with the cartoon series. The cartoon series was kind of able to give it a little bit of, like, a push, where Marvel 2099 was just like, we're just going with it. 
Like, we don't have a push. We don't have fan feedback already from the cartoon to go what was good, what was bad. We kind of flushed some of that stuff out. So, I mean, I do believe Batman Beyond's better, but I think they also had, like, a little bit of a cheat with them. So, that's my that's my opinion. No, I mean, it's the G.I. Joe Hasbro line of reasoning, really. You have the cartoon that pumps the toys, that pumps the comics, that I mean, pumps yeah. the cartoon. Right. You know, like that circle? Like, DC had that for Batman Beyond. That's correct. Dr. Impact, what are your thoughts? Mr. Doctor. Just it's just uh, never mind. <laughs> it's uh, I I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go with 2099. But I, I think Fighting for words. for me it's it's more of it's more nostalgic than anything else. Mm. You know I uh, I have such fond memories of seeing that Spider-Man 2099 number one, and yeah, I mean I I was 10, 11, 12 years old in the early 90s, so you know. Those shiny foil covers that that just jumped off yeah. the shelf at me, and I remember I picked up the first issue of all four, and then when X Men started, that's you know that's what really kind of hooked me. I, I bought all four of them, and I liked all four, but it was the X Men twenty ninety nine that really hooked me in. And no, Pistol's probably right; the art wasn't probably great. Uh, at that time, because everybody in the 90s looked the same, you yeah. know, crosshatched the <laughs> hell out of everything, yeah. and everybody's got a metal appendage somewhere, yeah. and, you know, the guy on the left has a bigger gun than the guy on the right, and the guy on the right has a gun that's bigger than his, you know, torso. So, I mean, it all it all looked the same, and it was all ridiculous, and it all made no sense, but being that I'm I'm a child of, of that, you know, late 80s, early 90s era mm. of comics, I, I love it. I enjoyed the Batman Beyond cartoon. I never bought a Batman Beyond comic. I liked the cartoon enough. I never liked it enough to buy the comics to read it, so I never got hooked on it. Whereas, with the help of, of Mr. X, I, I have the complete 2099 run, and I, I go back and I look at it all the time. I flip through them all the time. There, there, I don't think there's a single book in there that's worth probably over $10. And there's oh, yeah, only like yeah. one or two at that point that are that are worth even that much. But to me, they're priceless. To me, they're worth more than probably 70% of my collection. Mm. So I, I'd have to go with twenty ninety nine. Let me ask you guys this question real fast. So Batman Beyond, if you will to me was more of a building onto an already universe is there like they're older we seem age bruce wayne's still in it all these guys we already know is still in it but then with like marvel though like spider-man it's not like it's peter parker's relative or ancestor like, peter parker's not really around it's miguel right like he's well, like yeah he got bit and he's spider-man he's this like, is far enough in the future to where all those characters yeah, are, are gone. dead see and that, that's i think that's why like they're different which is why i kind of like both because one's like hey man a whole new sure you know like there's no heroes these guys can learn from where batman beyond he's got bruce wayne in his ear the whole time mm -hmm. so it's just like he's just, and some of generation. those characters that we know yeah are still kind are of around still some of them are still alive right actually yeah. i guess on that point and See? we don't need to get into this because no, this is a whole nother discussion but i guess on that point the more appropriate comparison then would really be 2099 to the legion of superheroes yes in that sense because it's, yeah, I mean, that's a stretch though. Because Legion of Superheroes is a thousand years in the future, though. and they're still and they're still learning from. But it, their but based on heroes. what he's saying, based yeah. on the idea that twenty ninety nine, really going to base anything off of what smart. I well, you. okay, I guess You're that's my first Ooh, mistake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just you just listen to my comments and ignore them next minute. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all you're for. I guess. <laughs> don't build on them. I'm still new, guys. I'm yeah. still getting. <laughs> don't build on these. Oh no, and, and and you know I'm joking. The thing is though is that I'm a mixed bag. Uh, and I'll start with Batman Beyond. There's the respect from Batman Beyond because there was the cartoon, and yes, yeah, some of the older runs, the ones that have the kids' WB stamp on it, oh, yeah. those are just 
based off of a cartoon that we produce. Right. But in, 20, in 2010, when they started with Hush Beyond and that storyline, they stayed in the cartoon continuity, which the cartoon continuity consists of all of the Batman animated series, all of yes. the Superman yes. animated series, all of the Justice League animated series, Justice League Unlimited, and Batman Beyond. Right. All of that mattered. They tied those all in and together. And it all stayed in continuity, right. all the way up through Batman Beyond Unlimited. Mm -hmm. Once they stopped that, stopped that title and introduced Batman Beyond into the current DC universe, I was done. Yeah, because they, 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 it was it was yeah. they no they they completely washed their hands of the yeah. cartoon continuity Sadly, yeah. and say, oh no, this is a Terry McGinnis that exists in this, this timeline. Right. I'm like, okay, well, I have That's no interest in that. Right. I have no interest in that. Now, on the other hand, with 2099, yes, there's the nostalgia feels. Totally feel that. The 2099 books are some of the earlier books that I started collecting because I started collecting early on in the, in the 1990s. But the world building that it gave us, the scope, we didn't hang out in just New Gotham and then every once in a while go on an adventure that took us to New Metropolis or New Star City or something like that. We were all over this future landscape of Marvel. And we were given so many different versions of characters that we knew and loved. And now here's... the. It's them, but it's not them, and they're different. Right, because they have different surroundings, right? Right, so they have to right. Their it's, it's, right. They're different people, and the way that they created this landscape that led into some great storylines, Fall of the Hammer, mm. One Nation Under Doom, 2099 Apocalypse, yeah. 2099 Genesis, just the, the things that they did with, with that corner of the future Marvel Universe I don't know. Nothing has come since that makes me feel the way I feel reading a 2099 comic. So my vote has to go for 2099. Fair enough. Those are our thoughts, but we're interested in what you think. Are you a Batman Beyond fan or are you a 2099 fan? Let us know by going over to our website. That's my big fat pull podcast.com. Fill out the contact form and give us your answer. Alternate Realities, Age of Apocalypse from 1995, and Flashpoint from 2011. It may seem strange that I'm comparing these two alternate timeline stories, but when you boil them down, they are exactly the same, just in a different universe. One is Marvel, one is DC. Now, Age of Apocalypse came out of probably some of the best X-Men stuff that literally has ever happened. I cannot remember a higher moment of fandom where the X-Men were concerned leading up to Age of Apocalypse. Top of their game. They, they were. So what happened is uh, Legion, who uh, people who watch the Fox show Legion will have a, an inkling of who the character is, but... Uh, Legion is the uh, the son of Professor X, uh, born schizophrenic because of his mutant abilities. And at one point in time, he was finally made whole. He had all of his personalities and powers in check, but it also made him so insanely powerful 
that he could actually travel through time. And his whole point for traveling through time was, my life has been ruined because I've never been able to spend any time with my father. Why haven't I been able to spend time with my father? Well, he's always doing this whole mutant rights thing. Who keeps on getting in the way of mutants and humans being one and live in harmony? Magneto. Magneto. Boom. So if I go back in time and kill Magneto, I'll be able to spend time with my father. Problem solved, guys. Problem solved. I mean, it is a brilliant idea from a psychotic mind. Yeah, exactly. From a crazy. So person. of course he goes back in time, and a handful of X Men follow him in his his wake, his vortex. But of course, traveling through time, it's not an exact science when it's just a mutant power, and they all show up in the past with amnesia. They don't know who they are. Oh. Eric and Charles have just met each other. They're just forming a friendship. No code names. No code name. Well, I mean, the world doesn't even know mutants are, about exist, mutants right. just yet. And Legion, you know, gets his memory back. Okay, well, you know, you're my dad, but you're my fa- my past dad, but I got to kill your best friend right now. With the killing blow, uh, Charles Xavier gets in the way, and Charles Xavier dies. Whoops. Erasing. Legion from existence because, well, no Charles yeah, Xavier, no Legion, no child. Can't fix that now. And then also erases the X Men that followed back uh, with him, except for one, uh, the mutant bishop who was already oh. a time traveler. He was displaced from time. Which, if you think about it, if uh, if Legion kills his father before he is born, he can't go back and kill his father. Then he can't go back in time. So how did this all happen? You know what I'm saying? Anyway. Oh no, I've oh, been cross eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. That's, well, that's, I mean, that's why it becomes. A, that's why an it becomes an reality. alternate. Yeah, because it can't. It, it can't be. It can't a real be... reality because then you you have fractured right. you fractured existence right. and that's way what to makes... go. This is how we get ants. Now in this new world, watching Xavier's death because it was televised, yeah. you know, there there were TV cameras. Apocalypse sees that mutants have shown up a decade earlier, oh. so this moves Apocalypse's timeline up because he was going he was going to wait for right. more mutants to show up. So now we've changed everything. There's no Xavier, so there's nobody to form the X Men. And no Apocalypse is, is, is showing up earlier than expected. So we get this dark, dystopian landscape where Apocalypse won. Apocalypse took over the United States, and it is almost literally a wasteland. Yeah. But there is a glimmer of hope. There is a group of mutants who not only fight for survival, but fight for humankind as well. Captain Planet. No, Almost. Close. Oh, close. <laughs> close. Magneto and his X-Men. So now we are given this, this new version of all of these characters. These darker, it's a darker version of all God, the characters God, we dark. know. They're all, oh. they're all dark. All, like None of them have a happy anything. And it was so important that every single X-Book that was around for, at the time, which were, there were eight ongoing titles, they all stop and are transformed wow. into an Age of Apocalypse book. And even though it only lasted for five months, it encompassed the entire Marvel Universe because there was also a a book called X-Universe, two issues which dealt with all the other heroes or heroes that could have been. Right, the popular guys. Well, yeah. Well, we know Captain America probably never got unfrozen, so he's still a block of ice. Because Iron Man never became Iron Man. Tony Stark never became Iron Man. Tony Stark never became Iron Man. So he never found Cap, right. Never found Cap with the rest of the Avengers. Because there was no Avengers, right. as we knew that. Exactly. Right. Gwen Stacy is actually a uh, a supply runner with Ben Grimm, That's who right. is not the thing, because no. he never went on that that flight. Right. He never traveled and got cosmic raid. It was a look 
a dark look at the Marvel Universe, specifically the X-Men, but the entire Marvel Universe. And it was so monumental at the time because nothing like this had ever happened before. Then you have Flashpoint, which is the start of the New 52. It's, it leads into the New 52. Flashpoint is Age of Apocalypse for DC Universe because, again, it all deals with time travel and the death of one character changing everything. Technically, the not death of one character. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Yes, that's true. Thank Good you for point. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Sorry, yes, you it's the non-death. The yeah. non-death of one character changing everything. Yes. Thank you for thank you for correcting yeah. me. You could say the life of one character. Yes, the life of one. Yeah. But it also shows how both both I these mean, stories, right. one life does matter. Mm-hmm. Now here in the DC universe, it's the not death of Barry Allen's mother. Yep. Which leads Is her name Martha? Just to be just to be clear, is her name Martha? <laughs> why, why did you say Martha? Why, you say why did you say Martha? <laughs> uh, her name is Nora Allen. Oh, I think, uh, yeah. I think that might Nora, be right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Nora, yeah. Light bulb. There we go. Uh, well, we all agreed, Nora, so it's got to be Nora. Martha Allen. Nora, oh my Martha. God. Why did you say Martha? Now, this evidently, I try to wrap my brain around the whole situation, and I still don't buy it, though. That's my problem. What part don't you buy? So Nora Allen doesn't die. Right. Which then leads to, later on, the DC Universe being just full of bad, dark shit. Yeah. Bruce Wayne gets shot, not not his parents, Bruce Wayne gets shot, which leads to Martha Wayne going crazy and becoming the Joker, and Thomas Wayne, Thomas Wayne being eventually Batman. becoming the Batman with, uh, with guns uh, ablazing. A, a brutal Batman. A brutal, murdering Batman. You know Batman. what, though? It, 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 cap out, if you will, whatever. It's the butterfly effect. Is what they're going for. I, so I by, get the butterfly. I mean, effect. I mean, they're like you know, like the whole theory of like the flap butterfly butterfly's wing can change the past, whatever, blah blah blah. True. Uh, they're saying that like by you know Flash saving his mom, those that, with her being around, I guess being different guidance caused all these other different weird effects to happen. Instead of the way history should have well, played out. Well, for one thing, he doesn't get his powers. Barry Allen right. never there's becomes no flash. the Flash. Right. So that's, there, I think, the biggest. And, and that's the thing is because there's like the, the Flash has thing. always been like the moral compass but, of like the Justice But there yeah. are but also still, Superman. Yeah, there are uh, still certain things that Superman don't. Superman got found by the government and not his parents. Right. Because right. he landed. So it had nothing to do with anyone being alive as the ship landed not in Kansas. Right. That's what I mean. That Like most of the DC universe would have changed without Nora Allen. Right. Because that would not have given us Flash and his right. involvement would have changed everything. But that does not affect Bruce Wayne getting shot or not getting shot in the alley. Right and now. it does not affect Clark Kal-El's ship right, and yeah. where it landed. Right. Yeah. There, they there took some liberties. No, yeah, they, they took some liberties they were like, because they uh, wanted to make a dark story. Yes. Well, you've Which got is Atlant- fine. Yeah, fine. It's fine. But you've got Atlantis and the Amazons at, at war. war. Mm-hmm. So literally, most of Europe is pretty much decimated. Uh, not even, no, Europe. The United, States, United States, States is on. Well, the United States is is on red alert because they're at war. Well, they yeah. are. They're, at they're, war in the, they're in the middle with, of the war, right. right? So you don't you don't have a. I mean, this is this is really dark. But again, it's. Age of Apocalypse. It, it, I, Age of Apocalypse yeah. was Super Apocalypse dark. was going to invade Europe, yeah. and the Human High Council had every intention of sending every single nuclear weapon yep. to the United States and blowing everybody Everything. to hell. Right? They didn't care. Human mutant. Right. No, it didn't matter. matter who. White they were going to kill everybody before they got killed. Right. So, in a sense, uh, again, still the same damn story. Yeah, pretty much. My thing is, though, is that. 
and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go first on this one, so that I, everybody else can take their time. Age of Apocalypse wins hands down because that timeline makes more sense to me. That alteration makes sense. You kill Xavier, so Xavier doesn't form the X Men. Magneto has to because this budding relationship is torn asunder, and in his dying breath, you need to be better than what you are right now. Be better, Eric. And Eric, of course, forms the, the X Men. Of course, it, he he a little too late, but but he's still carrying on the mantle of Charles Xavier, fighting the good fight. Sure, the world goes to hell. But there's still that fight, and it still makes sense from A to B to C to D. The butterfly effect makes sense. Flashpoint, on the other hand, fun story. Those five issues. Yeah. Let us not forget Age of Apocalypse, four issues for all the ongoing books, and that was eight books. You had your two one-shots, your Alpha and your Omega, and then you had your Universe X 1 and 2 to show the rest of the Marvel Universe. Uh, again, a very, very small number of readings. Flashpoint was a five-issue miniseries, sixteen yeah. tie-ins with three issues each, right. and then four one-shots yep. plus five issues of the Flash ongoing and four issues of Booster Gold. So <laughs> sixty-six issues to get the full damn story yeah. of what's going on in D- in the world of DC. Uh, just before they hit the reset button right. for New 52. Right. And that's all the Flashpoint was, was a set for reset. Well, exactly. Whereas Age of Apocalypse, there was uh, re- technically only about 42 issues to read the whole thing, if, even if you add the Legion quest, right. which you should, because it's the lead up to Age of Apocalypse. 42 issues. I'm sorry. 42 it's versus 66. 24 issue, yeah. I'm, I'm just money-wise, it's a better investment going after Age of Apocalypse than Flashpoint. So, of course, my vote, Age of Apocalypse got it right and did it better. I would say that, like, I only read Flashpoint, the main story. The main those, five those issues. The main five issues. Yep. And I was like, fun little story, cool summarized, right? I've read all of Age of Apocalypse, but when I got into it, it was all out of order, so it didn't make any sense. <laughs> However, I read it again, made a little more sense, because it's still out of order, so I'm kind of like, what is, what is going on? However, I would say my favorite is still probably Age of Apocalypse because I felt like it had ever, like everlasting effect. Like, you know, still like, oh, man, all those characters still, you know, that are there in that universe mm. are all still jacked up. Whereas, like, I felt like DC was like, ah, reset. Like, those characters, they're gone. There has been. They're an afterthought. You know, I mean, that's, yeah. just, that's just me. So I feel like, uh, I guess a little more thought put into Age of Apocalypse. I don't know. Like, they really kind of go into depth with all the characters mm. more than I feel like Flashpoint did. Like you said, I didn't read everything of Flashpoint as well, but I feel like some of their stories were really kind of quickly summed up. Yeah. And that was it. They're like, oh, this is what happened this guy gone. And you're like, oh, there really wasn't a lot of thought into that, but whatever. Pistol? That's me. I honestly read the first couple of issues of Flashpoint, like maybe three, and then gave up on it. Because once your story doesn't make sense to me, I don't care about it. No, understandable. Like we said, why does, why does the government find Superman's ship instead of the Kents? Why do they, why does the murderer kill, you know, just Bruce? Like, to me, if you don't have good reasons for that, the butterfly effect, the wind of a butterfly 50 years ago is stupid. That's a stupid explanation. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you. I, that's I, what, I can yeah. give you Barry Allen not becoming the Flash because with his mother still alive, 
Maybe she encourages him to take up journalism or writing. So he never does become, he never puts himself in a predicament where he is a forensic, he's a forensic detective, yeah? Yeah, with, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, crime scene investigator, whatever. Yeah. 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 So he's never in that scenario where he, that would happen to him. So I'm like, okay, well, that makes sense. But, like, now there's, there's Joe Fixit shoots just Bruce. Now, like, the Kents turn over the, like, I would have believed more if the Kents found the child and then turned him over to the governments. Because that, I, I can give you, could be a sway of something. Like, like they call uh-huh. the authorities, and the authorities are like, we don't do this kid. He's clearly weird. We're going to give him to the FBI. Yeah, Like, if they that. had retconned yeah. history and said yeah. that Nora Allen was friends with the Kents and... Because Nora Allen had stayed alive, and they talked to her about she finding this child, and she was up. like, "Oh, you gotta get it, get rid of it, give it to the protective services or whatever." Yeah, yeah, that that would have been a stupid retcon, but at least it would have made more sense. Right? P- Pistol, sorry, yeah. yeah, that's what I was gonna say originally. I agree with you about that. Age of Apocalypse, there's meaning behind every character and every action that happens. To those characters, where Flashpoint was like, "Oh, due to circumstance, some of these characters happened." And that's why, like, oh, wouldn't this more. be cool? Write that yeah, shit. See, Write yeah, that no. shit. And that's why, like, Age of Apocalypse more is kind of like, "Oh no, there's a cause and effect." Where Flashpoint's like, oh, it's, this sort of happened. We don't know why. But that's basically why. Obviously, I'm picking Age of Apocalypse over Flashpoint because the TV show just did it better. I mean, so, you know. Well, there's a cartoon movie of Flashpoint. Yeah. And then the yeah. the Flash TV series had one episode. Yeah. That, that was very. <laughs> it was all that. It, and it was very happy and light. Except for the yeah. fact yeah. that Barry was being erased from existence. Yeah, whoops. That was the only problem with that whole timeline yeah. was, oh, oh, I'm being erased. Damn it. I got to go back to my well, real timeline. Do you think they could do a cartoon? That of Barry was being erased, being replaced by that timeline's Barry. So, yes. Uh, to give you a, a an inside look of the mind of Marvel and all of its creativeness, yeah. there's an episode. Actually, it's a two-part episode in, I want to say, season three. Is it three or four? Or four. Maybe the be beginning four. of season four oh, of I, X-Men, yes, the animated the series. Of oh, I have all four, those. I think. Okay. Yeah. So the episode where Fitzroy goes back in time to kill Xavier. Okay. And they end up in the present day, but the, the present day, it's it's the humans are fighting the mutants. Yes. Not necessarily the Age of Apocalypse, but, but. it's that episode of the cartoon that inspired the writing staff. Oh wow! To do to create huh. the real Age of Apocalypse in in comic book form. Cool, fun. Fact. I would love oh. to see like a three part miniseries animation of the Age of Apocalypse because you'd awesome. have to do right. it in three movies or come out the, come out the movie hour and a half long movie or something like that. No, you can't do you it in so? an hour and a half movie. Okay. It's too big. If you want everything, fair enough. Yeah, if you want true. it all, good call. Three movies or even a maybe a thirteen episode uh, a miniseries on Netflix or some streaming service. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, funny enough, there actually is a cartoon called Wolverine and the X Men. Yes. And it kind of deals with it. The set. It, it was only one season, but the second season, literally, the second season was going to be the Age of Apocalypse. It was supposed That's to be right. the Age of Apocalypse because the last episode sets up the whole yeah. concept of Age of Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Yet the the series was never renewed, which no, is a huge letdown. Yeah, because that series huge is great. letdown. That would be great. Real good series. Doctor Impact, what are your thoughts on Flashpoint and Age of Apocalypse? You know, I'm gonna have to pick uh, in your medical opinion. In my in my <laughs> non medical medical opinion <laughs> expertise, I pick uh, Flashpoint over Age of Apocalypse. No, come on! You should have seen the eyes that. pop out of oh Mr. X's God. head right now. I, I was about to walk out of the studio. I thought he was gonna have a coronary right here behind the microphone. Wow! Whoa. No, of course I'm gonna pick Age of Apocalypse. There's no other choice. 
here. But I, I, you know, I could go on and say all the stuff that you guys just said, but but that'll rehash a lot of stuff, and everybody will be sitting there listening and going, "Why is he just saying the same <laughs> thing everybody else just said?" Instead, what I will share is the excitement that we all had leading up to that event happening. Oh yeah, and there was not the same excitement with Flashpoint. When when they were teasing Flashpoint, when Barry had returned, and for the first time in, what, 20-something years it had been, something like that? Yeah. When they were teasing Flashpoint, all we knew was that the new Barry Allen ongoing series was leading up to the next big crossover, which right. would be Flashpoint. But they would not tell us anything about it. Until the solicitations came out and we saw, we were like, oh, they're doing Age of Apocalypse. Age of Apocalypse. Oh, okay, that's cool. But when Marvel did it in the 90s, it had never been done like that before. So there was that excitement. But leading up to it, I remember when they had announced that they were going to do it, a friend of mine and I, we both kind of thought, well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Don't, <laughs> don't get rid of the X titles or the X titles. You can't, like, change everything. And I remember there was an ash can. If, if, if anybody knows what the hell an ash can is, I think that you know. There's well, like, there's a whole podcast episode just, <laughs> yeah, just, just talking about, about ash cans. cans. Yeah. What? Uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly See? an ash can. Uh, very. Uh, basically, it was half the size of an actual comic book. Oh, okay. I know. Almost it's pamphlet ash size. Oh, yeah. Pamphlet size. And it was like ash a, cans. It was yeah, like they were a called pre- ash cans. It was yeah. like a preview. They used yeah. to do them a lot, and then they kind of had a resurgence in the early '90s and. And so there was an ash can for the Age of Apocalypse, and I remember getting it, and I still have it. It's one of my favorite books. The cover of the ash can was page one of Uncanny X-Men number one, uh, with Professor Xavier sitting in the chair and the X-Men all jumping through windows. To me, my X-Men. To me, my X-Men, right. It was that page, and it was on fire. It was uh, burning and and smoldering. Real fire? <laughs> yes, real fire. Ouch. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's hard to read. You have to be right. careful. You, you have to wear gloves. Wear oven mitts. To, yeah, right. You open the thing up, and you get a two-page spread of the wheelchair turned on its side and crumbling away, almost almost kind of like Avengers. what happened. Snap. snap yeah. yeah, with the snap and oh, wow. yeah, yeah. it was like kind of dissipating like that, and it said. Professor Charles Xavier never lived. He never formed the X-Men. In its stead was the Age of Apocalypse. So when you turn the page, from there you got a two-page spread of the Jim Lee X-Men number one cover. It was also smoldering and burning and had holes in it. Mm. And at the bottom it said the X-Men were never formed. The X-Men never got lost on, you know, the island and the new X-Men never came about to save them. The the X-Men never fought Apocalypse. The X-Men never battled Mojo World. And it just started listing all these things that we knew of from history yeah. that they never did because they weren't around. So at the end, uh, you go through uh, each page like that, and at the end of each page it would say, but in its stead was... The Amazing X-Men or, you know, Wolverine never joined the X-Men, never whatever. And there's a cover of Wolverine number one burning at the bottom. You it mean said, Weapon X? Well, oh, yeah. no. Logan no, it said never... Wolverine. Oh. Because oh. it was the Ashcan preview. It was the oh, Wolverine yeah. with the cover. Call. You're right. They didn't call him. Okay. You so it was Wolverine later. and yeah, it's yeah. burning. And at the bottom it said Wolverine never joined the X-Men. He never did this. He hmm. never did whatever. But in its stead 
was Weapon X. It was Weapon X. Ah. So that was the ash can, and when you got to the end of the ash can, it was a black and white preview of the X-Men Alpha cover. So that's all we had to go on. So I remember my friends and I in high school, we'd sit in art class when we were supposed to be doing art projects, and we would just look at this thing for hours on end with our theories of who everybody was. And obviously you see a guy with claws coming out of his hand, you know that that's the Wolverine. Um, And if you see a guy wearing a helmet, you know, even though he's got long white braids, it's probably Magneto. But the others weren't quite as clear. Is, it, is that Sabretooth? It, it wasn't, yeah. We weren't yeah. sure. It looks like Sabretooth, but not it, as hairy. Well, and then, and then there hairy. was Wild Child. We were like, but who's wait that? a minute, maybe who's that could who be Who does he have on a chain? who is this? Yeah. And, who's this pasty white guy? Oh, who's gosh. this guy who has with, no with the, white face with no but nose very or colorful yeah. was, was Blink on there? Because Blink's pretty yeah, yeah, Blink yeah, was yeah, on that cover, yeah. Who's the pink chick here? Right. Well, and that's the other thing. It was in black and white. Oh, so I didn't even have colors to go Wow, you just knew that she had no eyes. So it was, you know... The build-up to X-Men Alpha was something that... that It was palpable. Yeah, you, you've never really experienced anything like it. I think the closest... Now, I, I read Crisis in the 80s, and I read a lot of comics in the early 80s, but I wasn't reading enough to really read the ramp-up into Crisis. Mm, yeah. um, so I don't really know what that experience was like. But the ramp-up into Age of Apocalypse... I'll tell you, the only time I've gotten close to feeling that same thing is the current DC Rebirth stuff to see where that's going. Hmm. And unfortunately, because of their track record, I don't think it's going to pay off the same way that Age of Apocalypse did. But yeah, so I i mean, obviously I have to go with Age of Apocalypse, but I think for me, you know, its it's that nostalgic feeling of, you know, those those emotions and that and that those memories of when those books came out and seeing those on the shelves. All right. Well, before things get too silly, those are our opinions. Those are our thoughts. Again, we it doesn't really matter what we think. We want to know what you think. Are you a Age of Apocalypse fan or are you a Flashpoint fan? Who did it better? Let us know. Head on over to mybigfatpolistpodcast.com. Fill out the contact form and tell us all about your opinion so we don't have to keep sharing ours now before we wrap all of this up i, I want to ask the audience a, a final question another follow-up question out of all the things we've talked about here uh, we would gladly spend time on a full podcast on all of the all, all of the storylines both from marvel and dc well except for maybe the new 52 except for maybe the new 50 <laughs> maybe so any of these topics that we've talked about please let us know if there's something that you the fan want us to expand upon until next time i am mr x i'm smurfy i am dr impact and i'm pistol danger and we'll see you next time nerds that's our show folks we hope you enjoyed it be sure to subscribe on the podcast listening app of your choice what he means is download and subscribe on every app Possible. Have comments, questions, suggestions for future shows? Reach out to us at our website at mybigfatpullist.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Until next time, keep your web fluid sticky. Your batarangs sharp. Ouch. And your space guns charge. That's not a space gun. That's Megatron!
this one is an easy choice. As much as I do like the 2099 stuff, Batman whoa, whoa. Beyond stuff was just... You don't have to pick... We're not saying you have to pick hold, one, dude. Hold on. Hold your choice <laughs> until we're done talking about it. one we had to pick. What was better, Heroes Reborn or, or uh, New 52? So why would we not incur the same standards onto this one? We are. Gonna, Once I'm, we're done talking reform. about them. I'm not. I like oh, them both. Well, I was going to give comparison and contrast as a why, but all right, fine. Go ahead. <laughs> That's what we're about to do. You Before the, you interrupted me. You jumped the gun, so, uh, Pistol. You know I'll, just, I'll just go last again. I, I, I tried to you know, get a jump on it and give my thoughts. No, no, fuck me, right? How dare I? Go on. You jumped your guns there, Pistol. Dear editor, fuck <laughs> right, Pistol. <right>. Mark. <laughs> Mark. Where's, where's Dan at? Get Dan and that in guy in here. <laughs> Insert the tone. Get ready because the episode after this. Insert the tone. Our- Insert the tone. <laughs> How dare you cut off my amalgam joke early, <laughs> you bastard. You don't get to make an amalgam joke and a next wave joke. You gotta pick one. You gotta pick All one. Jokes. Nope. You're not the comedy relief. <laughs> Leave it to I'm the professionals, dumb-dumb. Thank you. You can make an amalgam joke later. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>